It'd been a month since I walked away from my life with Michael, and though there'd been moments of real floundering and maybe a bit of loneliness too, I was the happiest I'd been in years. Because I was simply me, bare and unfiltered, just trying to survive and get back to who I really was before my life drastically changed nearly nine years ago. I clocked out of Victor's after a long shift, collected my tips, and headed through the rear door toward Tristan's red bike. I was allowed to keep it chained to a post behind the restaurant next to the dumpster, where some of the kitchen staff took their smoke break. I liked hanging around back there for a few extra minutes, hearing the dirt the cooks gossiped about. Like how one of the line chefs was always running late, making the sous chef lose his mind. There was a hierarchy in the kitchen, and you didn't want to cross those in charge especially the head chef, who had the direct ear of the owner and manager. So I mostly kept my head down and did any work thrown my way. Living at the hostel had become a costly daily expense, no matter how cheap the rate was. One day on my break, while scouring the classified section in the plain dealer, one of the servers I'd become friendly with asked me if I was looking for a roommate. Marco had told me that he and his brother Angelo rented the first floor of a house in Ohio City, a neighborhood close to the restaurant, and they'd need a third occupant when their friend moved out at the end of that month. The rent was cheaper than a month's stay at the hostel, plus Marco didn't ask many questions about why I was living there to begin with. I overheard enough to know they came from a family of immigrants, so they probably understood somebody down on their luck. I was able to move in last weekend with little more than my backpack, my bike, and the clothes on my back. I had bought myself a few new pairs of jeans and shirts from the Goodwill store again, along with an older model cell phone with an affordable plan at a pop-up shop in the square. So for now, I was set. Besides, it wasn't like I had anybody to call. I had no living relatives, and the very thought of that sat like a stone in my gut and any friends I'd made as an adult were tied to Michael in some way, shape, or form. I'd even gotten my last job through his connections, and add that to the fact that everything in the high-end condo belonged to him, and it felt like nothing was ever purely mine. Until now. The worn jeans and the cast-off chucks belonged to me, free and clear, and nothing made me giddier. Once I got to my new apartment, which is about eight blocks away, I parked my bike in the garage and dug out my key. As I let myself inside the side entrance, I noticed how the blue paint was peeling on the small bungalow. The house was dated but cozy with its worn couches and flower wallpaper, and I counted myself lucky as I padded through the dark living room. My roommates were already asleep. Had Marco been on evening shift tonight, he would have probably offered me a ride. I usually decline, though. Besides, I didn't want to be indebted to anyone, not even for a ride. Not anymore. 